1: My name is Jeffrey Broger, and I'm going to be your host. I'm the founder of two real estate marketing and tech companies, steezy.digital and realnurture.io. In this podcast, you'll learn from top 1% real estate and mortgage brokers the exact secrets to their success. Welcome to LockBox. Welcome to Lockbox. My name is Jeff Broger, and I am here today with Andrew Kruglansky. Andrew, thanks for being with us. My pleasure. Yeah. So why don't you tell our listeners who you are and where you're from?
0: My name is Andrew Kuglansky. I live in Ocala, Florida, and I'm the worker owner of Ocala Home Guide Realty. I've been in the real estate business for a few decades.
1: Awesome. And what got you to real estate initially?
0: My family was uh, a family of uh, builders and investors in real estate. So I grew up with real estate. I went out uh, and did some other things on my own. I got my master's degree in accounting, I became a CPA. But in the background, I've always been interested in and always had a business in real estate, okay? Mm -hmm. I love design, I love uh, architecture, I love creating things that were were form and function work together.
1: Awesome, great background there. And so you've been doing real estate for a couple of decades, as you mentioned. And to give our listeners a little bit of context, what was your transaction volume last year?
0: I'd rather not discuss that if, if it, you don't
1: mind. Oh, yeah. No worries. You know, most most brokers have no problem. It's kind of available to all agents to see. Oh, but I understand. I understand. Yeah, no, no worries at all if you're not comfortable with it. And really, the, the purpose of this podcast is to then distill down the action items for success that helped to get you there. Of so course. that's why I asked that question is because if, if say, for example, you were at 80 million a year and there's someone else that's at 40, it's like, oh man, I want to learn from this guy, right? So without saying the transaction volume, um, you know, what are some action items that help to uh, attribute to your success over your career?
0: Well, what I'm trying to do is add value whenever I can. So I created my own website. I, I use my own technology. The website is the most integrated, fastest website available. I also create other tools that I use to provide value to my customers, to people who come onto my website. I have a second website, which is a community website, which I created because of the pandemic. And basically it allows local small businesses to advertise for free, okay? On my website, basically my main emphasis is educating the consumer because I feel that the more they know, People have to make their own decisions. I can only guide them and explain the consequences of those decisions based on my experience. So my website is based strictly on educating the computer at every aspect of the transaction, then allowing them to have enough knowledge to, to make their own decisions.
1: Got it. Yeah. So you big focus on the digital presence and being able to have consumers go on your site. So in getting that site out to the public, are you relying on search engine optimization or are you emailing that out? You're running ads. Like, How are people finding the site?
0: I'm running ads, but the primary thing is search engine optimization. And I found it particularly useful to connect to a Google My Business page and True. to create a lot of content on the Google My Business page, which led to Google putting me at the top of the searches for just about everything you can search for in my community. It has anything to do with me.
1: Yeah, no, and that's a very astute point. I mean, that does prove that you are very cutting edge with your SEO because Google My Business has become more popular in the last 18 months. And the ranking of your website and your other social media accounts is in correlation to how much you are investing in Google My Business. And most people don't spend any time on Google My Business. (laughs) They do nothing on there. So by just, you know, updating your profile, originating a post on Google My Business and then having it backlink to the blog and then having it you know, also correlate to social media, but originating on Google My Business, it's super important nowadays for SEO. So that's awesome that you're ex- experiencing success with that.
0: Yeah, it's been great. Uh, my community is a small community. The town of Ocala is about 65,000 people. And I'm having about 2,000 people a month go into my Google and My Business page alone. So it's very, very effective. I also yeah, no. uh, write my own blog, I've, I've published some things and um, the blog is rated number one in Florida for real estate blog by Feedspot. And that doesn't hurt either.
1: No, that does not hurt. And you did mention running some ads. So uh, what, what kind of ads are you running? Are they like direct response, lead generation on on social media? Are they pay-per-click, back to the site? Like what, what kind of ads are you running?
0: I've tried everything. I've tried pay-per-click on Google and on Facebook and uh, other sorts, Instagram, et cetera. They're basically direct response ads, video ads on on Facebook at this point. For Google, I rely on on SEO that that works a lot better than pay per click in my industry. I think.
1: Got it. Yeah, very cool. And you're leveraging video as well. Yes. Yeah. So, what are you doing with video? Are you doing like local? You know. You're the mayor of the town, you're going and interviewing businesses. That's a common trend in real estate nowadays. Or, you know, are you you doing more like educational videos, as you mentioned, really educating the consumer through the process? Like what kind of videos are you putting out? I've
0: done some educational videos, but my emphasis right now is to go out to the business community to give the businesses exposure, do videos, uh, post them on my community site, which is then connected to my real estate site and so forth. That way there's benefit for everybody.
1: Yeah. Awesome. And, you know, throughout your career, you you, would you say even, you know, previous to the internet, is there any single action item that you could attribute success back to?
0: Actually, I've already, I started with that. I led with that. The the main thing is providing as much value as I can to my clients and at the same time, educating them. Most sites don't concentrate on educating They Even on social media, people just put a, a bunch of ads on there with a bunch of listings and so forth. Obviously, I have connections, IDX, and so forth, so people can go on the internet and find anything they need to, but at least I have about 135 pages on my site that I created myself, other than mm-hmm. the kind of pages I get credit for because of IDX, and 90% of them is about educating the consumer.
1: Education, education, education. Education,
0: absolutely. The more they know, the easier it is to, to do a transaction
1: and keep everybody happy and get the results you want. Awesome. and. What's your percentage of referral business to new business that comes either from the website or from an ad? Um, Do you do you know that
0: metric? Ninety-five percent referral, about seventy-five percent from the rest, everything else I'm doing.
1: Awesome, that's a lot. That's uh, from from non-referral sources. That's great. Mm -hmm. And uh, as far as referrals, do you have any any systems in place that help to generate more referrals?
0: Yes, of course. My community page, the whole idea there is to get out into the community and establish rapport with a lot of people, people that can then help by sending business back to me. I have a CRM, which has connections with everybody that I deal with automated so that I can keep in touch with people automatically. And uh, the whole thing about referrals is that agents do a deal, their customers are very happy with them and then they don't touch base with them for 10 years and and out of sight, out of mind, okay? I, I use my technology to keep in touch with people.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. And I do like the community page for that reason as well. You know, it is putting you at the epicenter of all these conversations. So that's great. You know, you seem to be pretty advanced in, in your focus on web and technology. So where do you think the industry is heading in like, you know, five or 10 years? What's a real estate transaction going to look like?
0: I think already we're talking about a paperwork's office and i think that technology is going to get much more advanced over the next 10 years but at the same time i think the human factor is always going to be there i look at what's happening right now with for sale by owners okay they try it on their own and then they realize that there are some issues involved for example when a person comes to see a house uh they don't feel comfortable necessarily telling the truth and, and, and asking the right questions with the owner they, people like to be nice to other people Whereas if they're there with their agent and the owner is not involved, they're not worried about hurting anybody's feelings and they're more open to asking questions. And right. so they are a core between an agent and their clients is always going to be there in my opinion.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. And that's been a common thread and a common answer to that question. As I've asked a lot of top real estate professionals is that the human element is impossible to replace. So yes, certain Absolutely. aspects of the transaction will be streamlined, but I think that's an interesting point with the, the for sale by owner, you know, the need or the, I guess, lack of desire to be there and negotiate. Like most people don't have to go, go through a transaction like that. Right. And in their day job, they might just be like doing accounting or something that's completely non-verbal, like, and then they find themselves trying to negotiate for their house <laughs> they're like, I don't like this. <laughs> so, Excellent. yeah, so. As far as digital marketing goes, you know, when when you get some listings, how do you leverage digital marketing to help gain exposure for them? Of course, I'm sure you put it on your site and you you know the IDX and all that. But you know, are you doing listing videos? Are you running video view campaigns and ads? Like, what are you doing in the digital world to gain more exposure?
0: I'm running video campaigns on particularly on Facebook. Okay, but I also have resources that I belong to that give me access to about seven hundred fifty thousand real estate professionals all over the world, which gives me an opportunity to tailor the contact that I need to make to the type of property. So if the property is uh, here in Ocala, this is horse country, okay? Uh, Ocala is considered the host capital of the world. 12 of the 20 horses that appeared in the Kentucky Derby were from Ocala this year. Um, Wow. And um, so if I'm doing something big like that, you need a much bigger market. You can't just look at the local market. So I have an opportunity to expose the property To realtors all over the to real estate agents all over the world. They're not called realtors all over the world. But if you have a smaller house and you you do something more local, maybe in the entire state of Florida, maybe just the local community, depending on the property. But just having that access to that gives me the ability that a lot of agents don't have to pretty much tailor something to fit the property.
1: Right. Yeah, that's super interesting. And you know, when it comes to your journey with real estate. Going through, you know, a lot of listeners will hear this and be like, "Wow, he has this huge network. He has, you know, multiple websites. He's got all these things set up." That's the success side, but in most cases, there were some some failures or some setbacks that kind of set you up for that later success. So I, I'm always curious to learn if you have any favorite failures of yours or any any big learning lessons from the past that you'd like to share.
0: Well, I've worked for a few uh, real estate offices, uh, not just my own. And uh, sometimes there's not a good fit there. I've been in situations where I thought I had a great relationship and then the best leads ended up going to members of the family of a company that owned the thing. There are things that I've tried along the way to to keep in touch with clients and so forth that sometimes have worked, sometimes haven't. But with every failure, you, you have growth and you have learning that leads you to more success in the future.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. And, you know, kind of on that note of success in the future, I'm, I'm curious, what are, what's one of the best investments that you've ever made? And it, it, by the way, it can be non-monetary. A lot of times it is non-monetary.
0: Best investment I've ever made. Just the time that I've invested in learning how to deal with the technology of the internet myself. Okay. I'm, I'm a self-starter in that respect. My wife had a, a travel agency many years ago. And I began working on developing a website for her. I had no idea what I was doing, but I learned. And that was a lot of years ago. And at this point, I'm pretty proficient at it. So it's helped a lot.
1: Yeah. No, that's that's great. I mean, you know, you're definitely someone who is surprising based on your appearance, how well you know SEO and websites and all these things. Normally brokers would just like outsource that, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're someone who just stuck with it, did it yourself, learned, and over time got better, which is great. And I'm curious if you have any uh, process for evaluating what to say no to. And what I mean by that is, you know, it's easy to over the years be provided all these opportunities and I like to say yes to a lot of things, but you know, in that regard, I also like to have a system in place like, uh, is this getting me closer to or farther from my goals? And then I can easily say no to something. So do you have anything like that?
0: Yeah. I evaluate opportunities based on how it fits into my plan. Okay. What I try to do is deal with higher end real estate. Okay. And there are certain aspects of real estate that I just will not even touch simply because if I do, it's going to take me away from my plan. It's going to tie up my time and it's not time well invested for me. It's the same thing with the promotion that I do, it's the same thing with, I'm constantly in contact with many different people who try to reach out to me and offer me various tools. I evaluate those things very quickly and see how it fits to, into what I'm doing. And I add them very selectively If and usually don't change that much because you can just be tied up in, in doing that and taking away time from what you really need to be doing.
1: Yeah, that's that's a really good point, having that clarity. And you know, it happened to me the other day. I'm a commercial agent out here in California, in addition to owning a marketing agency in the real estate space, and <clears throat> got a call from an agent in my brokerage. was like, hey, you're not interested in a lease down in San Diego, are you? And I was like, not at all, <laughs> you know? <laughs> not my lane, <laughs> not what I do. And, you know, it's sometimes tempting to just be like, oh yeah, like I can make, you know, this little little rip on that, whatever, but it takes your focus off of what plan A is. So I okay. think that's, that's a, a very astute point. In the last five years, do you have any new beliefs, behaviors, or habits that have most improved your life?
0: In the last five years, I've relocated to a new community and I've had to refocus and reestablish contacts. So I had to be a lot more diligent. I've been a lot of years in another community and had a lot of things established already. So I had to go back to square one. I had to budget my Mm. time. I had to do networking. I had to build a presence in the community that included uh joining the local chamber of commerce it included going to a lot of events uh it included doing a lot of things that i hadn't done in a lot of years
1: you were talking about your you know your community and i think that you were able to finish your point it probably won't come through in the audio and then we can splice it so yeah that's that's interesting that you know you had to start from square one i experienced that earlier in my career when i was selling cutco knives And, you know, Cutco knives, like you start out with your friends and family and your aunts and uncles, and then I went to college in a different market. So I had to start from scratch. So when I went out there, I had to get really creative and go back to square one, you know, start calling past customers, asking my friends in my dorm room, like, Hey, you know, can I, you know, show your parents this thing? Like, it'll help me get a scholarship. And I had to like, just hit the ground running in that market to then build up the momentum. So yeah, that that makes total sense. And, you know, I'm curious as well, do you have any types of recommendations for what real estate professionals should ignore? Do you ever hear any bad recommendations given? You're like, man, I wouldn't really follow that advice.
0: You know, there's a lot of talk about uh, picking a niche and that works successfully for a lot of people. I was trained under Mike Ferry. Okay. And at one time, even flew out to Vegas to, to discuss with him, going to work for him as, as a trainer. And Mike believes that you need to be as expansive as possible in terms of what your market is. And that's the direction I go in. Um, is it right for everybody? Probably not.
1: Interesting. Yeah. So you kind of go the other direction and your message there, if I'm understanding correctly is you don't have to niche down in order to be successful. Exactly. Right. Got it. Are there any quotes you live by? Yeah,
0: what the mind of man can conceive and believe man can achieve. <laughs> Napoleon Hill.
1: Awesome. Anything's possible. And with Napoleon Hill, so that's from Thinking Grow Rich, right? Yes. Yeah. Phenomenal book. That was first given to me by one of my best friends in high school's dad, and he was a commercial real estate agent. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like my first introduction or one of the first. I also had read Rich Dad Poor Dad at the time, but yeah, phenomenal book, read it multiple times. So speaking of books, do you have any others that you'd suggest? What are one to three books that have greatly influenced your life or career?
0: There are some books that uh, Keller wrote, which are uh, excellent books on real estate from Keller Williams. Do I remember the name of them right now? Now, the other books that I've read is I've read everything that I can about the bi- biography of, of Warren Buffett. It's not the real estate business, but it's still all about success.
1: Yes, I would agree with both of those. Yeah, I have a few Keller books and then... I have worn but like two or three of Warren's books, and I haven't read his autobiography. But that's awesome. So, you know, the last question I have for you is: you know, is there anything that you want to expand upon from earlier, or is there a question that I should have asked you?
0: I can expand a little bit on what's happening in my market here, which uh, okay, yes, sure. This is a kind of a unique market because a new facility just opened up here called the World Equestrian Center. Okay. Previously, there was a fellow by the name of Disney who came looking for a place to build in Florida, and his first choice was Ocala, but the people of Ocala turned him down, so he ended up going to a little town called Orlando, and that worked out pretty well. <laughs> At another time, uh, a university called the University of Florida planned to build a facility here, but the people in this community turned them down, and they ended wow. up building a little north of here in Gainesville. Now, the equest- this, because of the equestrian industry, the World Equestrian Center has come here. It's... Uh, center that involves 21 arenas that are designed, state of art arenas that are designed for every Western competition possible. And it creates a situation where this opened in January and it's going to be drawing people from all over the world, which is going to create an incredible growth and incredible demand on real estate. So the market here is going to be absolutely phenomenal. So I I think the future here is extremely bright. It's a great place to invest in real estate.
1: Very interesting. And also for... Probably extended stay and the different types of multifamily as well, because you know if there's a lot of travelers, then exactly. hotels, you know, restaurants, retail, mixed use. Like all, I think of it from the commercial side, you know, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that's um, awesome.
0: The chamber of commerce here, last I heard, estimated that we're short about four thousand hotel rooms right
1: now. Yeah, and that's only going to continue as as the world equestrian center grows in popularity.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Awesome. Well, you know, I, I appreciate you being on. How can listeners contact you if they want to, you know, refer a deal to you or get in touch?
0: They can get in touch by, by calling 352 234 3048 or sending an email to andy.k at ocalahomes.online. Ocala is spelled O C O L A.
1: O C A L A. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. O C A L A. Awesome. Andrew. Glansky everyone really appreciate you being on the show and yeah interesting that you live in this is the first episode I've had where my guest lived in a, a equestrian market I guess is is that like a horse market I don't know how yeah. Okay. Um, where, you know, this is like an, an, epicenter of, you know, Kentucky Derby winners. And with that comes obviously a certain degree of affluence and that's a very interesting episode. So I think that my listeners will be able to take some really good learnings from this. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you want to accomplish your real estate goals, then I highly suggest downloading my free ultimate real estate goal setting framework. The link is in the description of the show